0: Hello. Now for today, we're going to be talking with Bill Thurman and Bill Thurman has, I want him to introduce himself more in depth, Um, but Bill and I have known each other for a long time. And from that, I got to know Bill from a financial perspective, which is what when it comes to at least asset management or IT, at IT in particular, IT doesn't think about the financial aspects too much, right? They're very interested in the operational, but we're going to talk about the financial and the CFO so not just talking about finance but in the financial perspective but the executive in charge of um, the chief financial financial officer or uh, from that perspective so what we want to do is hear what Bill has to say to help educate us on a few nuggets that immediately comes to heart as we drive our topic forward on learning better understanding from an executive view Bill, I'll hand it over to you, sir.
1: Thanks, Bill. Um, and glad to meet everyone. As Bill mentioned, we've we've known each other for quite some time. I've spent probably about thirty around thirty years in the, the financial arena, um, and some of that have, I've touched IT projects, and I've also uh, I've had responsibilities for IT, in, in some of those cases, so um, a lot of what I've seen, and especially as I've worked. Uh, uh, in, in, a,
0: uh,
1: from large companies to small companies, the same, the same issues, uh, stand out. It's, uh, uh, they all have infrastructures. They all have networks. They all have, um, uh, IT components. Um, the is is when you're, when this, when the CFO is looking at it, they're, and looking at a project. So let's say you're, You have an it project that you're presenting or an it asset management project that you're presenting the cfos probably the first two things that are popping into their head is one what is it going to cost me and what is the benefit of the project now the cost is should be fairly you can get you can get to those numbers it's either you have a consultant you have uh, uh an application you have the development time you have the internal cost of of uh, preparing that project uh, maybe you need a resource those things are things that you can quantify the challenging part is a benefit and they're looking at benefits different they're not they mean most of the time they're not going to understand the technical aspects of of a of an it asset management project they're not going to understand that, um, you know, this can be deployed, how this is deployed. If you're looking at uh, uh, deploying a software endpoint, um, they're, they're really not into those kinds of benefits. What they're looking for is what is it going to reduce my cost and and are there direct savings with that? So, for example, a direct savings may be. Um, uh, uh, reducing um, hardware needs, maybe you replace a, a, a router or a switch and you're reducing other components and reducing maintenance costs associated with it. So they're wanting to see the direct impact of those, of those uh, savings. Also, they may want to see how is this going to impact other spends such as software licensing? Can we If we know what our hardware is and where our hardware is at, and what our uh, and how many components that we have out there, now we can look at okay, what kind of uh, software licensing needs do we have? So they're going to be looking at those direct um, direct components, and um, then um, kind of moving on into some other types of costs. They're going to be or savings. Uh, there's things such as indirect or maybe it's risk risk management or risk avoidance uh, or uh, risk mitigation. So you can get into things like, under, you know, kind of relating back to the software asset management side of it. If you know where your software is deployed and what you've purchased, then you can um, uh, more effectively track software and you're... You, avoid situations where you've maybe uh, uh, over-deployed a software license and then there's a cost associated with that. So when you start to quantify those things, it, you can start to build uh, build those, those components together and uh, those become important as you're trying to justify why you're doing this project. Um, other things that pop up, uh, you know, we're in a remote world now and can we... Um, Um, security becomes an issue. How do we manage security? If you're looking at uh, managing devices and the security associated with managing those aspects, um, those, you can quantify those risks. And as you start to quantify them, then you become to, to, you you can start to assemble what I, what's common, what you've probably heard of is a cost benefit analysis or uh, a return on investment. And those are the the numerical tools that they're looking for is if you put that together along with why this project's important, then you can um, then they the questions that they ask, one, you've already you've already prepared for them. And two, they're um, they should be. Uh, uh, one, they'll, they will likely be impressed with what you've done, because now as they start to manage that with other projects and looking at the whole projects that are across the organization, then you've got a, a much larger picture and you've made a compelling case to as to why that project's important. And so,
0: so Bill, a question I have, as you talk about risks, what kind of risks are you talking about? when it comes to organization because when you think about asset management our risk is identifying okay what is that pc and possibly some of the exposure out there but i think you're talking about a little bit more uh financial driven focus for the cfo right
1: right and and some of these risks are the same right so you have the same risks that you're talking about but it's quantifying that risk so let's say you have um uh you've overused your software licenses okay now you can quantify one you've identified that risk at, through your 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 software asset management processes now you can put a number to it and say we're over we've overused this software by 10 copies now you have a number that you can you can quantify that risk and so that's what i'm uh, one of the ways that i'm looking at it from uh, a risk management. You, you know, other things that can happen is um, you know there's there's um, vulnerabilities out there, um, intrusion detection and things like that. When you're looking at those kinds of projects, and especially in a remote uh, remote world, you have um, opportunities to uh, you can quantify those risks as well. Um, a lot of it is taking what's hard to quantify and may not seem um, uh, logical in a way, but also, but assessing it and and putting some assumptions together with it to, to say, here's, here's the potential impact of it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And and how would you know, what risks to look for to talk to your CFO?
1: Well, oftentimes it's, it's, uh, there's a reason that, um, as an IT asset manager or an IT uh, CEO, for that matter, you're bringing this project because you've identified something. There's there's a there's a compelling reason that you're doing this project, and it's more of working with those financial folks to help put that uh, piece together to to quantify that risk, and then it becomes you get kind of a holistic approach of. This project, and you're looking at it from uh, multiple different facets. But oftentimes, when you're when you're looking at a project, there's a there's a need, and and you've you've discovered this need, and now it's how do you, um, for lack of a better term, sell that need to uh, to your financial folks.
0: Well, I see. Okay. Nice. So you actually become the sales guy
1: to some extent. Yes. <laughs> Um, and, you, you know, you're selling to different groups, right? So, and every organization's structured a little bit differently. Some have, um, may have very strong CFOs, some may not, um, uh, and are very budget conscious. And you have to understand your organization as well, and mm-hmm. figure out kind of where the decision-making process occurs and how it occurs, and that helps you understand how to how to put some of this together as well. Nice.
0: Okay. Well, cool. I just want to ask the question. That was awesome. Um, so, so, what else comes to mind?
1: Well, I, I think the other things that uh, you know that tend to pop into that into this area is, um, you know, you're kind of you kind of get stuck on well, how do I assemble this and what kinds of information, you know, how do I present it and. Um, Oftentimes, I would suggest um, you—you know—everyone wants to. You need to partner with somebody. If you're not good at this stuff, find someone that you can partner with, and um, and uh, help you help you through that that process. Um, there's there's ways to do this, and um, oftentimes it's just it's a matter of you know, it, don't overcomplicate it. It, it, oftentimes it's it's keep it simple and keep it straightforward when you start talking and in, uh, in technical terms you may lose your audience and um, especially if your audience is financial folks that are worried about you know how's this going to impact the, the strategic budget of the organization or what is this going to require from a staffing standpoint or um, uh, uh, You know the long-term aspects of this project. They're they're going to look at those those uh, pieces and need to understand it so that um, as they assemble that information, they're able to you're you're able to um, uh, convince them why this project is important.
0: When you say partner with someone, are you talking about inside the organization? You said or possibly externally.
1: It may be you may have someone inside your organization that can do, help you with this. You may, you if you don't, then you've got to, you need to pull that resource in. And there are different, uh, um, you know, you may find your your you know, uh, a finance person. Maybe not the CFO because you're probably not going to may not be able to get a lot of uh, um, time with that person. But maybe it's someone in. Uh, that works with them, and the benefit of that too is you get the understanding of uh, that person's probably worked closely with the CFO at times, and understands kind of how to how to present information to them. But you I'm also kind of trust advisor. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's, it's someone in an advisory role that can help you put that together. the other, The other benefit of that is now you have someone else internal that under that understands that project and when, um, they can help communicate that as well.
0: Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Helps the to your point. helps just that buy-in in general.
1: <clears throat> exactly. And, and, uh, and then I would say probably as you start to execute on this project. So now let's say up until now, we've talked about how to get a project approved then you have the ongoing uh, aspects of managing that project. It's important to communicate those steps back, both positive and negative, because they want to hear believe it or not, they do want to hear how projects are progressing. And and they don't want to wait till the end and say, oh man, it's we've we've we're going to run over budget because this project's ran. Um, you know, six months longer than we'd planned or a year longer than I planned. They wanna know where you're at uh, throughout the project, what you've spent on the project and how it's progressing. So it's important to have that ongoing communication as you start to progress through through a project. And then kind of on the, and then on the backside of it, bringing that to a closure and saying, here's, here's this project, we've wrapped it up, we're ready to go live with this. And here's, here's where we've seen benefits already. And then kind of keep coming back to that project to say we've, as you've measured that out through the uh, a, a lifespan, you can, you can actually document some of the, uh, the assumptions. And, and that gives you a little more credibility on the backside of a project too, to say, um, you know, we, we anticipated we would reduce this cost or save um, or avoid uh, avoid these types of costs and now you're actually kind of quantifying it and proving that here's the benefit of why this uh, of why we did this project. Uh, Again, it's about building some of it is building credibility and building that um, um, kind of that uh, driving those projects to completion.
0: So what I've found is typically when you're in the sales mode, right? You know, I'm not saying just internally, but even from a, if you have a, a piece of software that's coming in and you have their own salesman that comes in and have their discussion, you find that they're always willing to sell software. That's not a problem. But what about the ongoing operational costs? How would you, as a CFO, how would you like to receive that information? Upfront, later, ignore it.
1: Um, as much of it upfront as possible, um, so you we, you want that information, uh, you know, uh, as you're as you're starting to execute on those projects, and then also on the backside of it, as those projects are implemented, kind of that that budget versus the actual type comparison to make sure that that uh, you're in line from that from that perspective.
0: If the if the number and if the numbers are off, you bring up an interesting point. If the numbers are off operationally, um, whether it's little or large, um, when would you, from a CFO perspective, when would you like to be aware of those change in estimates?
1: I want to know as soon as possible. So as soon as you can get um, that information quantified and understand. Um, where the numbers are off and why they were off. It, it, believe me, it gives you a lot more credibility if you bring that forward in the beginning or as early as you know about it. And um, uh, so I like to know those kinds of things as soon as they become available. And that's why project updates are important as well. And including your your CFO into that into that discussion. And he may... You know, he or she may depend to say, you know what? I only want to be updated at various points because they're managing, maybe they're involved in 20 other projects and, and time is a time is of the essence, but let them make that call on how Mm -hmm. often they want to be updated. And it doesn't have to be in a meeting. It may be just an email to say, here's where we're, here's where we're at with the project.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because that's one thing I've always found is when it comes to projects, at least when it comes to IT projects, everyone has the mindset that you're going to implement a technology, therefore you have cost savings, and they almost want to just forget about that initiative, whether it's asset management, software asset management, or whatever the IT is, and it's just going to be a backroom operation afterwards, right? So just the, the cost kind of goes away.
1: Right. And that's where, um, you know, it's incumbent on your IT asset management uh, folks to keep that kind of on the forefront of Mm -hmm. if you're doing your due diligence and you're, you know, you're working through and you've, you've done all this work to, to basically bring this project forward, you know, get, get, get the credit where credit's due when you've, uh, uh, as you've implemented it it's okay to communicate that stuff, that information back out to, uh, to the FO, and, and, uh, um, letting them know what, what you've accomplished with it. So
0: to communicate early and avoid technical speak.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, you, the last thing you want is the, the glazed over effect of, I don't know what the heck this person's talking about. And, uh, but yet you want to make sure that you're hitting their points and most of the time if you've kind of prepared it from an the analytics standpoint um uh, you've already um you can probably you can maybe answer most of the questions that they've are they're going to propose to you Uh, the other thing is you know sometimes especially in asset management projects it's hard to get information up front because maybe you don't have anything to rely on um, it's okay to use industry specific data to support your case as well I would just say once you're done you know make sure that you you say you, you've identified those those pieces but um, data uh, data and uh, analytics on that information or data is um, is important regardless of whether it's internally driven or externally driven it's just, oftentimes it's it's a little better if you have it internally driven.
0: Some Great tips. I mean, so we talked We talked a little bit about avoid technical speak, communicate early, partner with someone and trust advisory if you can with the uh, CFO, just to help that. Someone who's actually probably already gone through an experience, right, of getting a project approved or something uh, special initiative, right? someone. So you're not reinventing the wheel because there's no need for that. And also to quantify and make sure you know what you need to quantify and get those tips and tricks from the trust advisor. Um, No, that's some great points. So as we wrap this up, do you have any other points that you want to talk to our listeners about?
1: Um, You know, just leverage, leverage the resources that are available to you. Um, You know, uh, you don't have to, you're not in a vacuum on this. So just make sure that whether it's uh, the financial resources that you need or the technical resources that you need, make sure that you're involving and in, in leveraging those those resources because uh, they're there to help you. And if you don't have them internally, certainly look to, how do I gather that information externally and and, and pull pull in the pieces that you need uh, it's all about, um, you know, you're doing this for the benefit of your organization, and you want to make sure that uh, uh, that uh, you you get the information in, brought in that you need, as well as communicating it out to the to the interested parties within your organization.
0: Wow, uh, some great final final nuggets. This is, this is gold. So I really do appreciate your time on this, Bill. It's been a blast talking about it and looking at it from the CFO perspective. We don't get that op- opportunity very often to talk to talk to the real person who's on the front line to uh, hear their thoughts and how we can better align ourselves with them. So thank you very much. That's been awesome.
1: Thank you, Bill, and, uh, uh, and, and look forward to uh, uh, working with folks as well on this as, as we go on.
0: That's great.